0: Hello and welcome to The Beef Edge, the Tiagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this episode, I'm joined by Ruth Dunn, researcher in Chagas Johnstown Castle. Since 2013, there have been research trials in dairy calf to beef in Johnstown Castle. I first asked Ruth, what have the trials to date shown? Yeah, so since
1: 2013 um, the trials in Johnstown Castle have evolved a lot. Um, They began first with finishing strategies for male Frisian calves, which looked at both bull systems under 16 and 19 month bulls and also other steer steer systems, including a 24 month, um, which is the traditional, an early 21 month and a later system at 28 months. Um, After that, then they switched to early maturing heifer and steer systems with Angus and Hereford type animals. Um, And then work was also completed on calves during the first season of grass. And I suppose and um, to sum up from all of those trials, um, the main thing they showed was that there was a high, where there was a high proportion of weight gain from grass and um, that these systems were the most profitable systems. And then from that, they developed blueprints of targets and lifetime um, gain gain targets uh, for these systems. Um, and also from this work, it, it showed that good, um, well, excellent grassland management was critical for, for their success. Um, And obviously also from the net profit analysis that was done on those systems, um, aside from the selling of the actual beef and and the price that you got for the beef on the day, that the systems were also vulnerable to um, increases in
0: calf price and also um, increases in the cost of of concentrates. From the identified blueprints, it was found that one of the significant factors affecting these production systems was output per hectare. With this in mind, what are the current research programmes in Johnstown Castle?
1: Yeah, so we, we switched then to looking at um, output per hectare. I suppose as it was the most significant um, influence on the profitability of the of the systems. So since 2015, we've been looking at um, stocking rate intensities. So the farm in Johnstown is split into three farmets: um, a high, a high system, a low system, and a medium system um, and I suppose the farm is divided up so that the different topographies and soil types are represented in each farmlet um, and under each of these um, farmlets we have 72 calves um, go in every year um, and then the heifers are killed at a 19, um, 19 to 21 month system and um, as they come fit and the bull the bullocks are killed at 26 to 28 months going back out for a third season of grass as um, Rob had identified those as the, the most profitable systems for, for dairy to beef. Um, in terms of the stocking rates themselves, um, our low stocking rate is 2.6 livestock units per hectare, which is still above the average um, stocking rate for, for dairy to beef in the country. Um, our medium is at 2.9, and our high is at 3.2 livestock units per hectare. Um, and I suppose just as a sideline along, alongside, our stocking rate trial, we're also looking at a sire evaluation trial in conjunction with ABP um, where we're looking at finding um, ideal bulls that can achieve good good calf growth rates and um, I suppose carcass traits for beef while, while maintaining the easy calving and short gestation traits
0: for, for the dairy industry. And since 2015, what have the main preliminary findings from this trial shown?
1: Yes, yeah, so I suppose with, with the stocking rate trial, um, we have seen that The average daily gain during the second season at pasture um, and and for the lifetime of the animals um, is significantly different um, with with it being, I suppose, the best for the medium and low and and the worst for the high stocking rate animals. Um, There was also an impact on carcass weight, um, which was obviously lower um, due to the average daily gain um, in the higher stocking rate animals. Um, And as we would expect, there was no difference in the confirmation of fast scores um, and days to slaughter across the three stocking rates. In terms of, um, I suppose, a preliminary net profit analysis, the medium stocking rate uh, had the greatest net margin per hectare. Um, however, we still have to do a proper economic analysis of that because um, the grass data that we've been collecting in terms of the grass grown and the, the silage harvested has not been fully added into those models. And we just from looking at them briefly, it is looking like the high and the medium stocking rates aren't actually harvesting enough silage to feed the animals within their farmlet, so that would have to be costed in, and um, obviously the, perching, the purchasing of extra forage for them during the winter. It, it's not a, it's not like it's forty kilos or anything, but the difference in the carcass weight was enough to offset and increase the net, the net margin. But the difference is in the, the net margin and the average daily gainer, because especially during a dry year there's just more grass available to the low and the medium stocking rates um, and the highs tend to become tight which is impacting their overall average daily gain and we saw that especially in 2018 with the drought and we're seeing it now again with the drought we're experiencing at the minute.
0: So this year what is happening on the farm at the moment Ruth? Yeah so this year is is a
1: busy year and so I suppose at the minute we have the last of the 26-month bullocks um, that we're hoping we fit in the next couple of weeks. Um, we had about 106 of these, uh, I suppose, that went in over the winter. Um, the silage that we had, most of them actually came fit and were killed before they went out. So we have 45 of those left, and the majority of which are, are limousine cross um, and they're averaging around 630, 635 kilos there at the minute, and they're on three kilos a meal. So we're hoping they'll be gone now um, before the 1st of July. We have 216 yearlings, so as I said, 72 per per stocking rate trial. and they're the last of the current uh, animals going through the stocking rate trial. So the heifers will be drafted out of them in August and will start their meal feeding with the aim to have them gone before housing. Um, and they're averaging around 380 kilos there at the minute. Um, and this year we've also receded um, a, lot of the gr- a lot of ground, just over 10 hectares. So there's a new multi-species trial starting next year. And with that in mind, we reseeded 10 hectare, or 10 and a half hectares, um, a third of which has gone to a perennial ryegrass sword, a third gone to a perennial ryegrass and legume sword, and a third gone to a perennial ryegrass, legume, and chicory and plantain sword. So um, that was sown there at the end of April. So we're, we've just actually sprayed it, the perennial ryegrass one and the, and the clover one today, um, with the aim, hopefully, to have them graze now by the end of the month with the calves that we have on um, in the system at the minute. Uh, and I suppose learning how to manage those those swords will be a, a major part of this season. And I suppose in conjunction to that, we bought in 300 calves. Um, now, not all of them are for trial. Some of them are for the commercial part of the farm. So um, previously, we would have bought in reared calves for the trial, but we're now rearing them ourselves. So that took up a lot of the spring. Um, so yeah, but,
0: uh, we have about 50 left to wean, and they should be weaned
1: in the next couple of weeks. So
0: You've had a very busy spring route. With drought conditions currently, how are you managing? Um, We're lucky in
1: Johnstown in so much that we have, well, a lot of the farm is quite a heavy soil. Um, So up until the start of last week, we had been managing fairly well. We had about 10 mil of rain in May. um, And I was very concerned about my reseed um, as we'd only got that sown around the 23rd, 24th of April. We were lucky when we got it in that the next day we got a, a good bit of rain, so um, it, that was enough to keep it going until now. And then last week we got over 10 mil. We've had about—I looked at the thing, the rain gauge today—and I think for June we've had just over 23 mil. So we haven't done too bad. And um, now the last couple of weeks things have really, really started to tighten up on the on the grass front. And um, especially with the reseed being a little bit behind, I had hoped um, to have that in earlier. And I'd also hoped that it would be a little bit further along that I would have been grazing it a bit sooner. But um, hopefully now we'll we'll crack on with a bit of growth after last week's rain. Um, I suppose I was looking at some of the silage grants We cut silage on the 11th of May. And I was looking at to see if I could graze some of it. And some of it is only just barely, there even to graze. So sure, that's how poor grass has grass has been growing over the last month. You know. So, um, but as I said, we're we're not like
0: some some other farms that have completely burnt. So we're we're not too bad. Yes. Obviously, the different stocking rates are showing a big difference now at the moment. Then.
1: Yeah. So as I said, it's in these conditions that you can really see the difference in the stocking rates, and I suppose that's when we'll really see the the significant differences in the results that come out at the end. Um. So we've actually had to go into one of the second cut silage plots there over the weekend just to get me over a little bit of a hump. Um, even though the cover was really only around 1350, do you know it wasn't that strong? Um, the low stocking rate in these kind of situations is also a bit of a challenge. Um, we would generally cut quite a lot of surplus grass off the low stocking rate because we we would spread the same amount of nitrogen across the farm as part of the trial. Um, and then when when drought strikes, you're afraid to cut out too much, so you're grazing much heavier covers, which aren't great quality. Um so really, there's 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 cattle gone into paddocks there now of about three thousand uh, kilos of dry matter per hectare, and, and they should have been cut. But I can see a hole coming in my wedge down the line, and I'm afraid to cut them out. So um, strip grazing them as tight as I can, and hoping to get as good utilization as I can. Um, I went out with uh protect urea kn last week um 65 kilos tractor just before the rain and slurry on some of the paddocks so hopefully that'll kick on things a bit but we we don't like to supplement if we don't have to because obviously that affects the results of the overall trial and um, but if we have to go in we'll be factoring that into the model obviously but hoping now to to get by with if if i have to take out another Um, silage paddock I will but hoping not to have to increase the supplements to the steers and hoping not to have to supplement silage.
0: Farmers can expect to see more because you're featuring in the Dairy Calf to Beef Day as part of the Chagas Virtual Beef Week on the 7th of July. What can farmers expect to learn and see on the day?
1: Yeah, so I'm featured obviously in, in the Dairy Beef Day, which is the Tuesday, um, so I think there is a, a bit for everybody there. I know Donal and Nicky will be discussing the trial in Chagas Grange with Bernie Early, um, talking about major her, uh, herd health challenges, which is obviously one of the biggest um, problems with dairy-capped beef systems, especially during the calf, the calf-rearing stage. Um Myself, I'll be talking about the trials in Johnstown Castle and how to optimize your stocking density on your farm. Um, There'll also be Sean and James will be talking about the latest phase of the Green Acres Program and the lessons they've learned so far from that phase. And I believe there'll also be a panel discussion with Siobhan Ring from ICBF Um, and also a veterinary herd health research officer, Neve will be talking about calf performance and also um, the management and prevention of infectious diseases in calves so i think there's something in there for everybody and i'm really looking forward to the day myself
0: i'm sure farmers are looking forward to seeing it also on the 7th of july thanks ruth for joining me on the show thank you that's all for this week's episode and my thanks to ruth for joining me on the show chagas will host a virtual beef week from monday the 6th to friday the 10th of july for further details keep an eye on the chagas website facebook and twitter pages you can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the beef edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef program, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.